0: Hello and welcome back to 365 days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a tea spiller. <laughs> Quite literally. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune today, in 1773, there was a tea party! Nope, not the kind where you eat scones, but you probably already know that. It was the Boston Tea Party, where rebels dumped tea into the sea to protest taxes on tea, among other items. The event took place at Griffin's Wharf in Boston, Massachusetts. The American colonists were upset that Britain continued to tax them on items imported from Britain, but they didn't have any representation in the government, hence the tagline, no taxation without representation. The colonists dumped a whopping 342 chests of tea into the harbor. It was the first, but not the last, act of defiance towards the British from the frustrated colonists. Britain was taxing the colonists so much because the government was in serious debt and their solution was to tax the colonizers to pay it back. They began with the Stamp Act, which taxed colonists on the paper they used, in 1765. The Stamp Act didn't just include stamps, though, it also included playing cards, legal documents, and newspapers. Two years later, the Townshend Act started taxing even more random items like paint, glass, lead, and the infamous tea. The British justified the taxes on the colonists because their debt partially came from wars that they fought on behalf of the colonizers. The colonists thought that this didn't really fly unless they got representation in British Parliament. The Tea Party wasn't the first time these tensions came to head. In 1770, a street brawl between colonists and British soldiers became known as the Boston Massacre after five colonists died from British gunfire. It started with them throwing snowballs and oyster shells at soldiers patrolling the streets, but it quickly escalated. One of the men who died in the massacre has kept a legendary status since his death, Crispus Attucks. He was a middle-aged soldier and a rope-maker of mixed African and Native American descent. He's gone down in history as one of the first men to martyr himself for the cause of American independence and as a symbol for the fight for equality of African Americans. He had escaped slavery and became a sailor in Boston before his untimely death. The British had actually begun to repeal their taxes on the colonists by the time the Boston Tea Party came around, but they left the Tea Tax, one of the most profitable ones. The colonists drank over a million pounds of tea every single year, and the taxes were an irresistible source of income for the British. The colonists began their protests by boycotting tea from the British East India Company, where most of the tax tea came through, and instead smuggled in Dutch tea. The British East India Company, therefore, had millions of pounds of tea laying around and debts piling up on their own. Things got even more convoluted in May 1773, when the British decided that the British East India Company could sell the tea to the colonies duty-free, which made it cheaper than other tea companies, but they still taxed it when it reached the East Coast ports. This didn't satisfy the colonists, who continued to smuggle in tea from other countries, even when the smuggled tea became more expensive than the British East India Company tea. Some colonists who are well known in history, John Hancock and Samuel Adams, among others, were also prominent tea smugglers. They now juggle battling the tea tax, protesting no taxation without representation, the tea smuggling, and, you know, their regular jobs. Adams and Hancock joined forces with Benedict Arnold, Patrick Henry, Paul Revere, and other local revolutionaries to form the Sons of Liberty, an official group dedicated to protesting taxation. They held meetings to plan how to fight against British rule and protested the arrival of British ships at Griffin's Wharf. On December 16, 1773, three British ships were docked in the harbor, the Dartmouth, the Beaver, and the Eleanor. The Sons of Liberty organized thousands of colonists to wait at the wharf, and they voted to refuse to pay taxes on the tea arriving from the ships and to not allow it to be unloaded or stored. The ships refused to return to Britain and insisted that they should be able to unload the British wares. That night, Members of the Sons of Liberty broke into the dock ships and dumped 342 chests of tea into the water. Emptying the tea into the harbor took about three hours. There was more than 90,000 pounds of tea in the chests. Most colonists were proud of their fellows for standing up to the British, but some were less approving. Benjamin Franklin called for the British East India Company to be reimbursed and offered to pay for it himself in a move of what one might actually refer to as simping for the British. Stay tuned for a longer Benjamin Franklin story in the coming days. The specific names of the men involved in the dumping of the tea were hidden and never came to light. The first Boston Tea Party began a second Boston Tea Party the following March, where colonists dumped 30 more chests of tea into the harbor. Further tea dumping occurred in Maryland, New York, and South Carolina. The British, of course, were not happy with the incident and were quick to condemn it with a new set of sanctions— They passed the Coercive Acts in response, which ended the Massachusetts Constitution and shut down elections for local officials, closed Boston Harbor, changed local authority to British rule from local judges, and required colonists to provide beds for British troops. They thought that it would quell the colonists' cantankerous spirit, but it ended up doing the opposite. The Coercive Acts angered the colonists so much that more of the colonies came to support the Massachusetts revolutionaries, offering supplies and men to aid in the resistance. After the instatement of the Coercive Acts, delegates from each colony met at the First Continental Congress in Carpenters Hall in Philadelphia in order to strategize about how to resist against oppressive British rule. Here, they wrote a declaration that called for the repeal of the Coercive Acts, stated a widespread boycott of British wares, asserted the colonial right to independent governance, and stated the colonists' intent to create their own militia. The British weren't pleased with the request, and these tensions eventually bubbled over to the start of the Revolutionary War, but that's a story for another day. Today in 2018, a Christmas classic got its dose of the Me Too movement. Some radio stations decided to pull the song Baby It's Cold Outside from their holiday playlist. To be fair, the song is kind of cringe. The woman in the song is trying to tell the man that she wants to go home, but he coerces her into staying at his house because, well, baby, it's cold outside. The man pours the woman more drink even as she protests to go home. At one point, she even says the answer is no, but he keeps pressuring her, which is definitely not great. But one radio station in Kentucky, W.A.K.Y., thought that pulling the song from stations was an overreaction, so of course they played the song continuously for two whole hours. And I guess that's one way to make a point. To their credit, their listeners mostly like the gesture. I don't know if I agree at all. I definitely don't, but hey, that's freedom of speech. And now for our final segment of the day, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a December 16th in my life. December 16th, I did not do anything exciting on this day in my life. However, in 2019, I went out to get boba with my best friend, Anna, and I went to get brunch with my best friends, Natalie and Allie. So if you consider that exciting, it was for me. I did two social engagements in one day, which is a big step for an introvert. I give myself a pat on the back for even attempting to do that. Go me. That's all for today. Thanks for coming back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from yesteryear. It's 365 with MXM 2 new facts every day. So don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.